Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Again, it's a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can uh, as we continue to serve our Lord. Uh, before we start the podcast, again, I want to apologize for being away for so long. Uh, it's been so busy here. I've had a lot of things going on. I haven't had time to uh, really sit down here and and start the podcast. Again, I'm, I'm getting other guests on. I'm getting uh, all these other things going. So I apologize for being gone for so long, but I'm glad to be back here uh, with you guys uh, studying and learning and growing and, and doing all this with you. I really missed it. And I'm glad to be back um, to be able to talk with you guys. Uh, again, if you're new to the podcast, you can find it on anywhere you can find your podcast, whether it's Spotify, whether on Google Podcasts, wherever uh, you get your podcast, wherever it's available, now you can find it there. Um, and also, if you want to watch the video, you know, see the video portion of it, you can look it up on YouTube. Uh, just look when the scriptures become real. Uh, you'll find my logo there. You can subscribe. And then every podcast pretty much that I've done up to this point, uh, there's a video with some exceptions. Um, but other than that, if you want to see the video portion, it is up there on YouTube as well. Uh, so today, again, if you follow uh, the podcast on Facebook, again, just look up my name, uh, Jordan Pugh, and you'll see my podcast logo there. If you follow on Facebook, you saw the other day I posted what we're going to be talking about today, Right. And I've, I've already had some, I'm, you know, I'm interested, I'm excited, I don't know. So it, it's one of those topics where uh, some people kind of run away from, uh, some people don't want to touch it, some people may touch it, but kind of tiptoe across it, uh, be very general about it. Um, that's not what I want to do today, all right? So with this podcast today, the topic is, can I be a godly woman, but also could I be strong and independent? Right? Can I be a godly woman, but can I also be strong and independent? Right. So we'll try to answer that question. Okay. Um, but ladies, here's one thing I want to tell you. And you know, as we study today, um, I'm going to be as straightforward as I can. You know, I'll try not. Uh, I hope I won't tiptoe over. I hope I won't. I want to be as straightforward as I can um, as we study. So what you won't hear, uh, you won't hear my opinion on things. Uh, you won't hear me giving you a bunch of society's opinions. You won't give me or you won't hear me uh, giving uh, any other person's opinion. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to try our absolute best to open up the scriptures and see what it says about it. OK. And so, again, if you're new to the podcast, we want you to open up the Bible just like you're here, you know, sitting across the table from me. All right. And so let's look at this first. Uh, the other day I was on uh, I was on Pinterest. Right. And I'm looking up uh, some quotes here and there was, a, a, you know, how when you when you're on Pinterest, if you have it, you can look up quotes and categories. Right. So there's, you know, Christian quotes. There's, you know, sports quotes. There's this, there's this, there's this. There happened to be a section where it was Pinterest quotes, but it said uh, strong, independent Christian. I was like, OK, let, let's click that. 
And so here's some of the quotes that was listed under strong, independent Christian woman. If you obey all the rules, you will miss all the fun. What? If if you obey all the rules, you miss all the fun, and you categorize that as a Christian quote. Okay, so I was like, okay, there's no way there could be more of this, right? Like, there's that's just the that's the one anomaly, right? Kept going, and this one was worse, right? Notice what it says, and it, notice how these quotes always try to sound all deep, right? Try to sound all philosophical. <laughs> that's not even a word. It's not like I just said waffle, right? It sounds like it's. It's philosophical, right? And so notice this. Here's another quote. It said, beneath every strong, independent woman lies a broken little girl who had to learn not to depend on anybody. What? Think about, think about this. The concept of being a godly woman plus can I be strong and independent? And we kind of want to just break that down to see if those two things can really coexist within one body. Can that really coexist? All right. So let's look at this. Let's open up our Bibles to Genesis chapter two, guys. Genesis chapter two. <coughs> Excuse me. Again, you're going to hear some coughs. I'm still trying to get my voice back. So I'll try to stay away from the mic when I cough here. Um, but Genesis chapter two, look at verse 18. Notice what the scripture says. Remember, God had already made Adam, right? And Adam's naming all the animals, but the animals are coming in pairs. And he's, you know, he looks and he says, you know, where's, where's the one for me? Everybody has something that's like them. Where's the one that's like me, right? And notice verse number 18 of Genesis 2. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make a help meet for him. Now, let's break this down. This is a taboo word, especially, and it shouldn't be, um, but this is a taboo word even among our sisters um, in Christ. You know, they, they run away from this word helper, help meet. You know, when people view the word help, you know, there was a movie that uh, made, you know, probably, what, five, six years ago called The Help, right, talking about, um, you know, African-American black women, you know, helping and, and serving and doing all this stuff. Right. You know, you, you talk about the help or, or a helper. This is the connotation that society has put on that word. If you are described as a helper, you're described as not important. You're described as the Indian underneath the chief. You're described as subpar. You're described as a, as weak, not strong or a slave, right? And so most women and Christian women are included in this. They view help meet as a weak or inferior title to man. But let me ask you this question. In Genesis 2.18, who called y'all help meets? Did the man name you help meet? Let's be real. Let's be, let's be honest. Did Adam look at Eve and say, that's my helpmeet? Who called Eve God's helpmeet or Adam's helpmeet before Eve was even created? God did. So you Christian women and Christian ladies who look down on this, who look down on helpmeet, guess who you're really blaming? 
oh, God, I wish you could have made me like Adam. God, I wish you could have made me better than a helper. You see, you're not relishing in the role that God put you in. And so the first complaint that God has against the godly, strong, independent woman is, first off, you don't even like the position I put you in. And so how, how do you think that, how, how do you think God views that? You think God views that as, as respectable? You think God views that as somebody that follows him? Again, ladies, I'm going to give you all the truth, right? I'm not trying to jump around it. You can, you know, <laughs> I'm not there in person, so you can get mad. You can do it, but we're going to open up the Bible together and we're going to read it, right? And we're going to read and we're going to see what this stuff says. And so here, I want to reference this, this book here. Um, if you're watching on the, the YouTube portion, you'll be able to see, um, and hopefully I'll try to describe it to you if you're listening. It's kind of a red crimson book. Um, it's entitled The Man of Steel and Velvet by Aubrey P. Andelin, A-N-D-E-L-I-N. This guy wrote this book uh, back in the 70s, like 72, 75. Um, but it's about, uh, mostly it's, it's guided towards men that we need to be the man of steel, but also we need to be the man of velvet, right? So if we're too much steel, then we don't care about the wife. We don't care about the kids. But if we're too velvety, then we're not strong enough to lead the wife. And to lead. So we have, as men, we have to have that perfect balance of being your man of steel, but also being your man of velvet to care about you as well, right? But then he, he has a chapter about social problems caused by poor leadership of men. And he talks about the dominating woman. And this is what he says about it. He says, to sum it up, when you have a society of dominating women, you also have a society of unhappy, insecure women. You also have an equal number of frustrated, unfulfilled men. And so notice this. <clears throat> In taking over the leadership of the family, a woman acquires certain masculine characteristics which accompany leadership. She learns to be very aggressive and competent in the leadership position. So one day she comes to the rude awakening that she's lost some of her feminine charm. And so think about this, guys. You know, we talk about strong and independent women. Have you noticed that the women that claim to be strong and independent always find themselves in one of in one of four predicaments, what are you talking about? Look at this. If women claim to be strong and independent, number one, they claim that because they've been in a really bad, they've been in a really bad breakup with a dude. So now they want to prove to everybody that they're okay and they don't need a man. So therefore, then they'll scream to the hills that I'm strong and independent. Okay. Then number two, have you noticed that people that claim to be strong and independent, they're insecure about themselves and they put on this strong mask. You ever seen somebody after a breakup and you see what they post on Facebook? It starts off with, with quotes, right? It starts off with those kind of Pinterest quotes. Beneath every strong independent woman lies a broken little girl who had not to depend on anybody else. If you obey all the rules, you miss all the fun. 
these are these are Christian girls that, that put this stuff on Facebook, on Snapchat, on all this stuff after a breakup, right? And then it starts off with those pithy quotes. Then it starts off with pictures of them having fun by themselves. Then it goes to something extreme like them at Disney World or like them hang gliding or something, right? But they're insecure about themselves. So online and in front of everybody, they put on this strong mask that they got everything together. But they know and only they know that they don't, right? So they're they're insecure. Then number three, <laughs> and this is crazy. Have y'all noticed that women that claim to be strong and independent, if they happen to be dating a dude, they don't date a dude like them. Like they don't date a strong and independent dude. They always date a guy that they can control. A guy that they know, hey, come over here. Okay, dear. Hey, like a dog, right? <laughs> there was a, There was a time where, if you know my little brother, he works at Chick-fil-A. Right. So he says, he says, bro, I'm working through the drive through one day and um, like the, the con systems down. Right. So people actually have to come up to the window and like tell us what they want. Right. So this guy comes up to the window and he comes up and his wife is sitting right next to him. And Jamar's like, you know, welcome to Chick-fil-A. How can I serve you today? Right. So she's like, I want a, a, a number two with a coat. And the guy's like, what do I want? What do I want? And she just blurted out, just give, him, just give him a number one with root beer. And he was like, but I don't want this. She's like, that's what you want. And they just drove off. And Jamar's like, whoa. Like, dude was, like, totally controlled. That's the type of dudes that strong and independent women date. Because what does a strong and independent woman look like dating a dude that's stronger and more independent than her? She has no control. So why would she call herself strong and independent now? She's she's got no case. So and she knows that. She's smart. She knows that. So she'll date a dude she knows she can control. Maybe with her looks, maybe with other things, but she'll control him somehow. Have y'all have y'all noticed that about strong and independent women, or is it just me? Right? Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm noticing these things, right? But let's let's go back to the scripture, right? We're talking about can I be a can I be a godly woman? Right, but can I also be strong and independent? We notice Genesis two eighteen talking about the first strike against if you claim to be godly, strong, and independent. The first strike is you don't even like the title that God gave you. God gave you all the title, help me. That's not a Western culture thing. That's not an American thing. That's not a Western thing. That is a God thing. God gave you the title, help me. And if you don't like it, don't blame culture. Don't blame America. Don't blame the 60s. Don't blame tradition. If you don't like it, why don't you go talk to God about that? Right? Now, let's, let's look at this. Let's keep going here, guys. Let's go to um, Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. <coughs> and I'm going to look at, uh, what do I want to look at? Verse number 3 through 5. All right, again, follow along with me here. Open up your Bibles. Open up your tablets, right? Don't take my word for it. I want you to open up your Bible, and we're going to look at this together because I don't want you guys to think, well, this is just Jordan's opinion. This is how Jordan runs things. No, like this is, we want to look at what the Bible says. So here, remember, Paul is writing to Titus here, right, in Titus chapter 2. Look at verse number 3. 
that the aged women, likewise, that they be in behavior uh, as become as holiness, not false accusers, not giving them much, not much wine, uh, teachers of good things. Now, let's keep going. Verse four, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Oh, there, there's, the, there's the firecracker verse right there, Jordan. So, Jordan, all you're saying is I'm, I'm destined to grow up and all I can do is be a keeper at home. What if I have what if I have dreams of being a doctor? What if I have dreams to be a counselor? What if I have dreams to be uh this medical thing? What if I have a dream of being a nurse? What if I have notice what the text says? It says that the aged women, what are they teaching you? They're teaching you how to run what? Your household. You see, some women think Titus two, three through five is teaching them how to run their life. Mm-mm. Titus 2, 3 through 5, they teach, what do they teach you? They teach you how to be sober. They teach you how to love your husband. Well, why, 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 why would someone need me to, uh, why would someone need to teach to love my husband? That should be natural, right? After you say, I do. Let me tell you something about us guys. <laughs> we need help, right? We're not the best of perfect creatures, right? So we'll do some things that will annoy you like crazy. So guess what older women can teach you? Even despite the stuff that we do, they can teach you to love your husband. They can teach you to love your children. They teach you to be discreet. They teach you to be chaste. They teach you to be keepers at home and obedient to your own husbands. Right, that the word of God be not blasphemed. And so you think about this, you can be whatever you want to be. You can be a nurse, you can be this, you can be this. But in the home, guess who has the authority? It's not the it's not the godly, strong, and independent women. Guess what? In the church, guess who has the authority? It's not the strong, godly. And, you see, this is very unpopular teaching because this goes against society. Oh, you're being very uh, chauvinistic. You know, you're being very, you know, why, why are you such against women? Let me tell you, women, that your position, if it's done right, is the most beautiful thing in the world to a Christian dude like me and like all these other Christian dudes out here. It is the most amazing. So we're not saying you got to be quiet church mouses that, that can say nothing and have to stay home all day and see, and strong independent women always bring up that argument, but notice what we're saying. And give me, well, let's, let's, let's look at this then. <clears throat> you want to be strong and independent. Okay. That's cool. Let's look at some strong and independent women in the scripture, Right. Go to Genesis chapter 27. Genesis 27. So if you want to be strong and independent, let me show you your future. Genesis 27, look at verse number six. Now remember, 
This is when Isaac tells Esau about the the, uh, the birthright that he's going to give him. And so he tells Isaac or he tells Esau to go out and bring him some venison, right? But look at verse 6 of chapter 27. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob, her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring me this venison, and make me savory meat that I may eat, and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Now, if you know anything about blessings back then, you know the blessing was meant for which son, the older or the younger? It was always meant for the older one. So notice this. Let's keep going. Now, therefore, my son, verse 8, obey whose voice? My Bible says in verse 8 of Genesis 27, now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to which I command you. Who's talking right here? Is it God? Is it Isaac? Who's talking? Rebecca. She says, forget the commands, forget what God said, and obey whose voice? Mine. Strong and independent, guys. Strong and independent woman, ladies. But let's keep going. Obey my voice. Now go to the flock and fetch me two kids of the goats, and I will make savory meat for thy father as he loves. And you will bring it to thy father that he may eat, that he may bless who? Isaac before his death? What does verse 10 say? That he may bless you. Question. Who was Rebecca's favorite? Was it Isaac or was it Jacob? Or was it was it Esau or was it Jacob? It was Jacob. And so notice what this strong, independent woman's doing. You listen to me, boy. Listen to my voice. You'll bring it to the Father so that he may bless you. That's out of order. Verse 11. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I'm a smooth man. My father, peradventure, will feel me, and I will be seen to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing. So guess who realized that this was wrong the entire time? <laughs> Jacob. He said, Mom, are you, Mom, what are you doing? You're telling me to put this on? Do, do you know if we go through with this, that a bless, that a cursing is going to come on me, not a blessing? Watch this. Strong and independent women, right? This is what we're talking about. Strong and independent, making decisions on your own, right? All right. This is, this is, this is what you strong and independent women probably would have done too. Look at verse 13. And his mother said, upon me be thy curse, my son. Obey whose voice? Mine. And go fetch it. And so Rebecca told Jacob to do something wrong that he knew was wrong. But did, did Rebecca do that for Jacob's benefit? Who did Rebecca really do that for? You see, Here's the thing about being strong and independent women. Have you noticed that strong and independent women only do things for them? Look at the text. Upon me and my son, you listen to me. Don't listen to your dad. Don't listen to your brother. Don't listen to God. And don't follow the law. Listen to me. 
All right. You can be strong and independent if you want. Let's keep going. Look at Genesis 16. We're going to go and notice, if even if you disagree with what I'm saying right now, even if you 100% disagree with what I'm saying, have we not gone to anything else but the Bible? Other than the quote in the book, have I said any of my opinion? We've literally read book, chapter. I have my notes in front of me. We've literally read book, chapter, and verse. Right? Let's keep going. Look at Genesis 16. You want to look at another strong and independent woman? I'll give you another one. Now, remember in Genesis 12, remember God gave Abram a promise, right? He said that I will bless thee. And he also said that a son will come through Abraham. And who would have that son? Sarai, correct? Am I right? I'm just, just making sure, right? Okay, cool. We agree. So notice chapter 16. So from 12, from chapter 12, all the way to chapter 16, year after year, after year, after year, after year goes by, and there's no son, right? This is what you strong and independent women would do. Look at Genesis 16. (coughs) Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, what does the Bible say, guys? Bear him no what? No children, but she had a handmaid whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said to Abram, behold, now the Lord has restrained me from bearing. Question, is that true? Did the Lord restrain Sarah from bearing? What did he just promise in chapter 12? He said, you will be a father of many nations and your seed will come through you, that will come through Sarah. What did this strong and independent woman, because she was tired of waiting, what did she do? She started blaming God. In front of who? Abram. Behold, now the Lord's restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go into my handmaid, or sleep with my handmaid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. Let's let's use our brain, guys. Let's use logic. Did God say that it might be, that it might come through somebody else? Who, Who just made this up? The strong and independent woman. She just made it up. Let me tell you something, guys. Have you noticed something? Listen, and women, you gotta be real. In order to change, you gotta be real. You gotta be, okay. You got to understand some things. Look at the example of Rebecca and Sarah or Sarai at the time. They were both strong, but they were also very independent, which is what you, what y'all claim to be. So she was strong and she was independent, but notice from both of these texts, you know what strong and independent women always do? They always make themselves the authority. Well, things aren't going my way. I'll take over. Oh, my husband isn't doing things the right way. I'm going to take over. All the men at the church are doing the thing the right way. I'm going to take over. You see what strong and independent women do? They take over. Question. Remember Genesis 2.18? God has made you a helpmeet 
Did God give you that position, ladies? Nope. But who, you see, the crazy thing is you give yourself that position. And that's not yours. Now, on the flip side, to be fair, on the flip side, to be fair, as men, it shouldn't get to the point where you feel as if you have to take over. Because as men, we got to do what we have to do. Because if we don't, like the books, like like this book that uh, that Aubrey read or Aubrey wrote, The Man of Steel and Velvet, he says if men don't take their role, then women are going to take over. Right? But then when women take over, then men get soft. You see, you can't you can't have it both ways. You see why God has things set up? The Bible says, and God made Adam first, then Eve. So, ladies, you want to be strong and independent? You can if you want. You can be just like Sarah. You can be just like Rebecca. You can disregard God. You can disregard the law. And you can disregard the promise. And notice, both girls did this. But they were strong and independent, though. Is that what y'all want to be? Let me tell you something, ladies. (coughs) As a Christian, as a single Christian guy, I'm being 100% honest. As a single Christian guy, you can be strong and independent all you want. But for me, you can be strong and independent by yourself. I'm not being attached to you. It's not happening. I'd literally rather be alone for the rest of my life than be attached to somebody that feels that they're strong and independent, but then they want to be godly too. You see, or you can be strong and independent and you can be with a weak dude that you know you can control, which is the route that most strong and independent women take. They're with weak dudes. They know they can control. Not me. It's not happening. Well, Jordan, that sounds so unloving. That sounds so mean. That sounds so, listen, as a single guy right now, I don't know if it's in the cards for me to get married. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't. But let me tell you something. I'm thinking about my future kids right now. I don't even know if they exist. You know, I don't even know if, if one day they'll ever breathe. But I'm thinking about them right now. And you know what responsibility the Lord has put on me before those kids get here? You go pursue somebody that can be a great mom. You know how big of a responsibility that is? Why would I want a strong and independent woman that will be disrespectful, dominating, disregard God's law, and take over at the, at the drop of a hat? And then if I have two little girls, if I have little girls, then she teaches those little girls to be that way? Come on, man. It's not happening. Not my house. It can happen in yours. It's not going to happen in my house. You see, here's the thing. Ladies, being strong is not a problem. It's not a problem to be strong. People think, and that's the sad part, even ladies teach. Why, you don't have to be this frail, weak slave, always looking at a man, sir, may I have some porn, <laughs> right? You don't always have to, you don't always have to be that. You don't have to be that. You, and this is what we're, we're going to make a switch here. So this is what I propose to you girls. Okay. This is, this is what I propose. And just, just hear me out. 
Okay, hear me out. Instead of being strong and independent, I propose you be this way. Be strong and be dependent. Be a strong, godly woman, but be strong and dependent. Look at this, man. Go to Proverbs 31. We got to look at this. Proverbs 31. Check this out. You know, we always talk about, you know, a lot of people always bring up the Proverbs 31 woman. And they see this. And even by reading this, some people still think that this Proverbs 31 woman is weak. Notice this. We'll just look at three verses. Look at 13, 14, and then we're going to jump to 19, okay? Proverbs 31, starting verse 13. She seeketh wool and flax, and she works willingly with her what? You know, it takes a strong woman to work with her hands. It takes a strong woman to do that. Verse 14, she's like the merchant ships. She brings food from afar. It takes a strong woman to do that to provide for her family. Then verse 19, she lays her hand to the spindle. Her hands hold the distaff, showing that she's willing to use her hands to work. She's not afraid of work. This is the imagery that this is painting. This woman is strong because she's not afraid of work. You see, women, especially Christian women, it's not a bad thing for you to be strong. But the place for you to be strong is not in the church. God has given the man the authority. That's not a Western thing. That's not a secular thing. That's not an American thing. That's God's law. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But that's not gonna, that doesn't mean it's not right. You don't have the authority in the church. You don't have the authority in the home. Why do we think, why do, why do women think they have the authority in the church and in the home when all the way back in Genesis 2.18, Eve didn't have authority? So why do we think you have it now? Well, the times have changed. Does the Bible change? Does Genesis 2.18 mean the same thing it said a thousand years ago? You see, the thing is, this is about your heart, right? She was, now notice, now here's the question. Proverbs 31 woman, was she strong? Yes. But was she independent? Through this text in Proverbs 31, do you ever see the Proverbs 31 woman taking the authority over a man? Do you ever see the Proverbs 31 woman taking the authority over what God said? Look at verse 11 of of the same chapter of Proverbs 31. Notice the text. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. You see, she was strong, but she still understood her role. Do you know how valuable verse 11 is to a dude like me? To single dudes out here? Single Christian dudes, do you know how valuable this is? To know that out there, that there's a girl that is willing to work that is willing to do what God said, that is willing to do all this stuff, and I trust her to the point where I don't need anything because I know she's got it. I don't have to worry about if she's over here doing this while I'm gone. I don't have to worry about her and the kids when I leave. I don't have to worry about, 
because she's got it. You know how amazing that is? And look at look at verse 28 of Proverbs 31. When she does these things from verse 1 to 27, notice her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. See, women, you're going to get, if you're strong and independent, you're going to get a lot of empty praise from other women. You're going to get a lot of empty praise from a lot of people. But you know the people that you should get the most praise from that should mean the most to you? God, number one, your children rise up and call you blessed and your husband praises you. Women, that's, that's, that's beautiful recognition. And if you can't see that, there's something wrong. If you want recognition from everybody else, if you want, you should be getting recognition from your family because they appreciate the things that you do. You see, women, the role that God gave you it's not, it's not second class. It's not weak. It's not meaningless. And let me break this, this down to you. Women, did you know, and this, is, this blew my mind when I thought about this. Women, do you know that you are doing the same thing that Christ did for God? What, what do you mean? Let me ask you a question. Is a man... Better than a woman? Nope. Is a woman better than a man? Nope. Question. Is God better than Christ? Nope. Is Christ better than God? Nope. But notice this. Look at Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Notice this text, guys. Start in verse six. Who being, and remember, the whole context is about Christ. Who being in the form of God, verse six, thought it not robbery to be what with God? Equal. So was Christ equal to God? Let me ask you this, ladies. Just take a second. If you're watching on the screen, just look at the screen for a second. If you're listening, just just drop what you have and listen. If Christ was equal with God, aren't you equal with man as a woman? But notice what Christ did. Verse 7, but made himself of no reputation. And notice what Christ chose to do, ladies. Christ chose to take on the form of a servant and made himself in the likeness of man. So are God and Christ equal? Yeah. But guess what Christ chose to do? He took on the form of a servant. So guess what he did? Now, just because Christ is here, does it mean he's not equal? He's here because he loves who? He loves God. Women, this is what you are. Men in general, 
are not better than y'all. Y'all are not better than us. But this is what, women, you recreate what Jesus did. You take on the form of a servant. Because in Ephesians, who is the head of the wife? The husband. So you take on the form of a servant. Now, just because you take on a form of a servant, does that make you any less than that dude you married? No, but society will tell you it does. You see how that confuses you? Women, that's why I said before, when you serve the right way and when you take on the form of servant, you reenact what Christ did for God. And if you don't see that as amazing, and if you don't see that as you don't want to do that, there's something wrong. Or you're in too deep in this strong and independent thing. Let me tell you something. To be honest, a Christian girl, and I've seen it on Facebook, I've seen it on Instagram, I've seen Christian women put this up. When a Christian girl parades that she's strong and independent, you know what it shows me? Shows me she hasn't learned to humble herself yet. And dudes, guys, if you marry a girl like this and you say, I do, she'll be strong and independent in marriage too. You see, here's the thing. What if you have a a girl that's strong and independent and you have a dude that's strong and independent and they get married? What's always going to happen? always conflict right but in marriage that is the ultimate form of servitude i serve you i'm not here as a husband to lord over you i'm not here as a husband to tell you to obey my voice i'm not here as a husband to be you know this dictator i'm here as the husband to lead i'm here as the husband to help you're here to help me too. I don't have all the answers. I don't, I need help too. And this is why being strong and independent ladies will hurt you in the long run. You know, the, these myths, you know, like if you obey all the rules, you miss all the fun. These pithy statements like beneath every strong, independent woman lies a broken girl who had to learn not to depend on anybody. You know, if you're, it's an oxymoron if you claim to be a godly girl, but you're strong and independent. Because how can you be godly and you depend on nobody but yourself? Or on other women that are just like you? Or on weaker dudes? You know, you got to think about these things. You can't just take a phrase for what it is, right? So can I be godly and strong and independent? I propose no. But I do propose this. I do propose that you can be godly, you can be strong, and you can be dependent. Because if you're dependent, then guess who you can serve? God. And if you're dependent, guess who else you can also serve? Your husband, your children, all the the people in the congregation. Right? And so here's the thing about it, guys. And here's some tips that I would give you. 
if you claim to be strong and independent woman, start letting dudes help you. Even with little things, hey, let me carry that. Hey, let me open this door for you. Hey, let me, you know what I mean? Like, you got to start, um, I guess the best way I can, I can phrase it is you got to start gaining that feminine charm back. Because for me, <clears throat> if you don't want help, that's, I don't, okay, that's cool. I, you know, if you, if you constantly say you don't want help and you got it, I'm not going to help. Why would I want to be with somebody that doesn't want help? Why would any dude want to be with somebody that doesn't want help? I need help. I know I do. So I want somebody that can help me. I'm not trying to be the look. I, I need help. And so if you're a strong and independent woman and, and you say, I got this, I don't need help. I got, I'm going to leave you alone because you don't need help. I won't give it to you. But if you want help, if you're willing to be helped, if you're willing to help, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm looking for. That's what other dudes are. That's what other good Christian dudes are looking for. Ladies, the beautiful thing about y'all is the ability when we can help you guys and then you let us help. You let us grow. You let us mature. You let us, you help us grow. You guys have a, an amazing role and society has twisted what is amazing about you guys. Don't let, don't let society twist stuff. If you want to know how to be a great woman, don't look at society. Don't look at what other great women here in this world say. Open up your Bible and read Ephesians. Open up your Bible and read Proverbs. Open up your Bible and read Genesis. See the amazing things that God can do in your life. And then when you start changing that, who knows? Maybe some Jordans will start walking around. <laughs> Maybe some other good dudes will start walking around. But you gotta you gotta make sure that you get that you get that um, dependence and you get that feminine charm back. And to all the godly women out there, for guys like myself, we appreciate you. To you women who say you're strong and independent, I'm so glad you're strong. But be more dependent rather than independent on yourself. Right. And so can I be a godly woman plus strong and independent? I think we've been able to answer this question again. And this is the thing, guys. I know that there's some people that's not going to agree. I know it because that's the nature of the Bible. You can open up the Bible. Some one person can think you're right. One person can think you're the worst thing ever. If you have questions, I'll, I'll never, I'm not going to argue with you. I'll, I'll study with you. I'll DM you. I'll DM me on Twitter, DM me on Facebook. If you have my number, text me, whatever. And those that know me know, hey, you know, Jordan's going to have a conversation. I'm going to get mad. We'll have a conversation. We'll talk about it. Right. And so open up your Bibles again. Look at these verses again. Read, listen to the podcast over again and try to understand what your role is. And guys, if we can stay in our roles, we can do some amazing stuff in the home and in the church because the church are made up of homes. And I think we can do some great stuff. Thank you guys. We'll be back with some special guests pretty soon. I'm really excited uh, over the next couple of months, next couple of weeks. So be looking out uh, for some things. Thank you guys so much. Subscribe on YouTube um, and look and listen wherever you guys get your podcasts. Thanks guys.